You're listening to a CanadianMovieCrew.com production. Curse of the Wolf is the story of a woman who is trying to break away from her werewolf pack. Or is it? AVS Media Demo. The Cat Lady. The Cat Lady. Lady Tita. Tita. The AVS Media Demo. The Cat Lady. Lady Tita. Comic Book Lady. Maybe. You're a AVS Media Demo. Party Animal. Tangible. Kitty Trap. Welcome back to the Oars and Movie Podcast, where we try to find the real story behind the story. I'm Derek. I'm Mean Mark. And joining us, of course, who else could have brought this movie to us? It's our old buddy Scott White. Welcome back. Well, well, wow! I did that. That was a backhanded introduction. <laughs> You're the one that brings us this kind of stuff. We can't find this on our own. <laughs> Look, I'm expanding you guys. I, I'm expanding your your guys's minds here. You're you wouldn't know any of this stuff if I wasn't bringing it to you. That's what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're saying anything. Fault. That's what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, first off, Scott, how's the? Uh, I guess you're you're still, you're back in Houston. Um, everything is opening up down in the states. How's everything going down? Going on down there? Yeah, yeah. Everything's pretty much opened up down here. Uh, uh, clubs, restaurants, all that, and I know it's a bit. I know it's been a bit slower up there in Canada with things opening oh, yeah. up and oh, yeah. with, with the shots and all that. That's basically it. We're just waiting on our shots. Um, Mark and I both have our first ones. We're waiting on our second. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ontario's is entering stage two, which means we get six people outdoor dining. Um, and no indoor yet, so... So no movie theaters. Yeah. Which is really hard to do with all these movies coming out in America. Yeah. Or even other provinces. Like, we have to go a long way just to go to see a movie. (laughs) But anyway, you brought us a movie here. Where did you find Curse of the Wolf from 2006? I should say, we're welcoming... I can't believe we can welcome two actual famous people here that haven't done porn um, well, one of them has done porn, but he's bigger for another reason. Uh, Brian Heffron, who fans may know as the Blue Meanie from WWE ECW fame. And also Lanny Poffo, who is leaping Lanny Poffo. or the genius. the genius. Or Macho Man Randy Savage's brother <laughs> is in this movie. So I have no idea who those two people are, but I know that they're in the movie. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. So Brian, the Blue Meanie is the one who was the gross werewolf. Right. Shits his pants. And we'll get to that, but yeah, yeah. I know, yeah, the Blue Meanie. Yeah, Lenny Poffo is the owner of the bar. Logan. Okay. Like I've said before in movies that their acting was on par with porno. I can actually say that for this movie because there's a porno star in this movie. Darian, Darian, uh, Darian Kane, I believe her name is. She plays the, the brunette that comes in halfway through the movie. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, she's done... Uh, I'm, just, I'm just pulling up her IMDb because some of these were hilarious. She's worked with uh, a director you may know as Seymour Ass. Oh. <laughs> Not see more butts, see more ass. 
Um, she's been in such movies as Bat Babe, The Dark Nighty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nude, naughty, naked nurses. Uh, yeah. Actually, it's kind of funny when I'm clicking on the IMDb for a couple of these these uh, actresses. They're they all work in the same movies together. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Like Fist of the Vampire. Topless tapioca wrestling. That is that one should be interesting. Lust of Lord of the G Strings, the female ship of the string. That's a long way to go for that. Wow. Um, I'll get back to you on that one. Um, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure, Mark, you've seen Mad Maxine, Frisky Road. <laughs> <laughs> Lust in Space, the Erotic Witch Project Four. <laughs> like you get some of these, you get some of these really creative titles, and then you get something like. Le- lesbian lap dance party <laughs> which pretty much tells you everything you need to know about it it's <laughs> like no real... uh, texas no... chainsaw massacre that sums up the movie yeah so does so does lesbian lap dance party <laughs> yeah. pillow pals in a porno party that was alliteration but you know sexy american idol yeah so anyway oh my god mark get off there so we can actually talk about the movie Okay, so uh, <laughs> well, uh, I don't, there is a channel on YouTube called Red Letter Media. I don't know if either one of I'm you are very familiar with it. Yes. Well, the director of this, Len Kabazinski, has been on the show, and they've talked about a bunch of his movies. And I was just going through a video store one day, and I found his movie on a DVD for a buck. Uh, so I bought it. Uh, they ripped so, you off. No, no, this is may, this may be as great as the amazing bulk. Um, but, I was, uh, was going to say microwave massacre, but uh, but uh, they've always talked about this movie, but they've never done an episode on this movie. So I thought we could do an episode on this movie. Yeah, beat them to the punch. Beat okay. them to the punch. I thought when you said this was on Red Letter Media, you're going to say this was on the uh, Wheel of the Worst. Uh no, this was one uh, they they did one of his they did a couple of his movies on the Halloween specials, but they, they kept but they kept referencing this movie, but they never did a full show on it. I see, I see. This makes I was a zombie for the FBI look like fucking Spielberg. By the I way. was gonna say which one is more of a movie, Curse of the Wolf or I was a zombie for the FBI? FBI. I would I would I would agree. Yeah, that, student, that student now, film look, actually just they pulled it off somehow better than this there's only look there's only a couple of you you can't see or hear the movie other than that perfectly fine film <laughs> yeah the audio and visual portions of this audio visual medium uh kind of lacking yeah <laughs> but aside yeah. from that spielbergian um <laughs> I mean, at least, at least, I was a zombie for the FBI. Didn't have a scene with a sound effect that they cut away from and then cut back to where the sound effect finished. Like, oh yeah! <laughs> like in this movie, the sound effect will start in one cut, stop for the middle cut, and then continue for the for the third cut. And I'm like. Oh my god, I don't... I'm not an editor, and I'm going absolutely bonkers with this. This is insane! Mm-hmm. 
Oh my god. Um, all right, let's let's get into it. You're gonna have to tell me because most of my notes are: Does no one own a light? Because <laughs> there's no light in this movie. It's all dark. Even when it's outside during the day, they put the night filter on. Yes, oh, yeah. a lot of this movie is uh, day for night. Uh, a lot of this movie is shot day for night. Why? I don't know. This, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And in the scenes where they need that to happen, it doesn't happen. We'll get there. <laughs> All right. So the movie starts. We're on a. It's in ICQ. Yes. Uh, the, th- the, the gist of the movie is there's this woman who's a werewolf and she doesn't want to be a werewolf. And she ha- the movie starts with her uh, trying to prevent herself from turning into a werewolf. So she starts injecting herself with these. I- it-, it doesn't even tell you what it is. It's just stuff. Um, it's never made clear what she's ejecting or injecting herself with. But it, it stops the- her turning into a vampire, whatever yeah. it is. Oh, they, they hint that it's basically stuff that can be found at a veterinarian's clinic. Yes. We get that yes. later on. It's hinted that, I guess it's help, helps, uh, it's a dog tranquilizer or something around, along those lines. But it's never made clear what exactly it is. By the way, what were the instructions given to her by the doctor? Was it uh, stab violently three times at once until passing out? <laughs> And leave the needles in. So when you pass out, if you fall forward, so you'll, yeah. So, and leave the needles in your body when it, you stab yeah, yourself. Every them. time, every time. She uses more force on those needles than the guys do in the next scene kicking down the door. Oh, I'm so glad. Oh, you, I'm so glad you brought that up, Mark. I am so glad you brought that up. Quick, quick, quick side note, though, by the way. Um, this is how I thought my first COVID shot was going to go, was like this scene. I thought that's how. <laughs> Luckily, it didn't. Uh, but, you know. uh, but uh, so when while while she's injecting herself, we we see these uh, we see the pack of werewolves in human form looking for her. And as Mark brought up, there's a scene where they try to they try a door and it's locked, and then the lead guy looks at another guy, and you think, okay, this is a scene where he kicks down the door. Nope. <laughs> Just oh, just turns the knob and opens it. It's like <laughs> this is this is somebody's house. We can't break down this door. It is. It's <laughs> hilarious. There is no budget for this movie. None whatsoever. None. None. Um, we have a bigger budget for this show. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's bad. You know what? One thing I liked was uh, I think it's it's right close to this scene. Because she basically the guys the ne'er do wells they find her, and then they she starts fighting them. Now I guess she's she's had some martial arts training because she's got like some spin kicks and stuff like that. But one of the apparent cures for lycanthropy is a hammer to the jaw because she <laughs> she nails one guy right in the face, and then all of a sudden he's human again. He's just like all the. the I don't know if they forgot to put his makeup back on, like they had to finish shooting that. Okay, we're going to end with the hammer to the face scene. 
go to lunch, and when we come back, no, 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 you can take the the makeup off, and then they just resume filming, and he forgot to put his his wolf mask back on or whatever. Yeah, but... and that's another thing too is we should uh, we should not be calling them werewolves because they're not werewolves; they're lycanthropes. Yes, which allows them to uh, get around the fact that they're <laughs> when they quote unquote change um, that they just add a mask and hairy gloves. Yeah, exactly. They don't have that full body effect like seen yeah. in uh, in, in um, Van Helsing, in, for example. Well, in every other werewolf movie, yeah, <laughs> Teen Wolf, yeah. for yes. example, <laughs> like they don't even get Teen Wolf level. Velocipaster had better costumes than this. <laughs> oh, Velocipaster, yeah. Uh, maybe it was a Beatles hammer, because it was Maxwell's silver hammer. What? Okay. That's just lost on me, dude, sorry. All right, sorry. But anyway, so she hits this guy with a hammer, and then she immediately drops the hammer. She drops the weapon, and then she starts... Because not only is this a werewolf movie, this is a kung fu werewolf movie, a martial arts werewolf movie. Well, and that, that's the the interesting thing about the um, the werewolf lore that they are built in their little world building. There's two things that were that were interesting interesting to me about it is one, their lycanthropy goes with the phases of the moon. So they actually get like werewolf light during the lighter phases of the moon and they build up to full moon. So they still have their strength and intelligence and also less of a budget for werewolf effects during certain phases of the moon. <laughs> yeah. And so they can still be werewolf strong and fast, etc. And then the second one is apparently as soon as you become a werewolf, you instantly learn all the karates, all the martial <laughs> arts are yours. Yeah. But here's the thing, Mark, is we don't find about we don't find out anything about this. We get no information. We don't even get the, the the main character's name until about 40, 40% into this movie. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. But they're well, still yeah, the, doing... But they're the information still doing I'm pulling is from the end. What's that? Sorry, I said the information I'm pulling is from basically near the end of the movie when we finally get some information. Yeah, well, they start saying everybody's name. <laughs> yeah. Like, the main character in this movie is fourth build. Yeah, it confused me. It's about her. Lanny <laughs> Poffo gets top billing, and he doesn't show up until halfway through. <laughs> and he's only in about 15% of it. I well, figure he paid for most of it. Well, it, it, it would be 25% if the lighting was better. So <laughs> Probably, yeah. yeah. yes. Yes. Uh, so they end up, uh, the, the group ends up capturing her and takes her back to their house and ties her up. Yes. They try, they try to convince her to rejoin the pack. She doesn't, so they let her go. No, no, she escapes. Oh, does she? Okay. Yes. What that's going to happen, because I didn't see most of this movie. Yeah, well, okay, so you know how there's handles on cupboards, that you, uh, round handles that, yeah. that you find? Yeah, well, she was, able to, she was able to cut her ropes off using a smooth surface. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A smooth, circular surface. Yes, so she was able to cut through her bonds and escape. Uh, actually, Scott, uh, we have the we have sharp ones here in Canada. You can buy them like that. They're made from old hockey skates. Okay, uh, yeah. yes. <laughs> that's a movie. For, that's a discussion for another movie, Mark. Yeah. That's uh, true. That's we'll true. get to that later. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> is this one is the capture scene is uh, when she's captured is this the one where we're following the blue meanie ass first throughout the halls yes. of this yes that was so dis- i don't know what the cameraman had with this guy's crotch but it was in love with, they were in love with it uh, it, was it was supposed s- to it was supposed to be comic relief oh but, it's just gross but it was just gross and unfunny uh, and that you say that guy's a wrestler yeah is he a, a Canadian wrestler or no, just no he's he's from I don't know if you remember ECW back in the day there was three okay. you remember yeah, ECW? I remember ECW yeah yeah he was he was an ECW he never made it to WCW or WWE back in the day when it mattered he eventually came to WWE but um his job was he was the blue meanie he was literally a ripoff of the Beatles blue meanie villain from Yellow Submarine Oh, you can make a Beatles reference and it's fine when I do it. <laughs> <laughs> I explained mine. Um, <laughs> I didn't get either. A, that helps. You know. <laughs> oh, okay. He was, um, he and Stevie Richard and Hollywood Nova uh, parodied uh, different groups uh, in wrestling. The most popular one was the BWO, the Blue World Order. Oh, and wow. that reaction is about as well as that yeah. went over. So yeah, fair enough, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I don't think we're making it clear how fucking gross he's he's just walking around in tidy whities which are stained brown, Ugh. and it it's just and it's comic relief, and there's nothing worse than comic relief that isn't funny, and this comic relief was not funny. That he's he's a terrible actor this blue meaning guy yeah, and he's yeah. supposed to be the comic relief. And he has, he's had, he has no comic timing whatsoever yeah. in this movie. Uh, yeah. the, you know what? I didn't believe his farts when he delivered them. I think they were ADR, you know what I mean? Like you he's think? just phoning it in, you know, you think Mark? <laughs> that's another thing. So not only can you not see this movie or hear this movie, when you do hear this movie, it is when ADR is just this doesn't match the ambient noise. It's the fart sounded like it came from next door. Yes. <laughs> in my building. That's how loud it was. Yes. <laughs> like even in ICQ, like there was, you know, the message would pop up and then three seconds later you'd hear ding. And I'm like, okay, did were you just not watching the screen when you put the sound effects in these? And the sound effects here are stock um oh, i think not. they have they have one sound for punch and kick yes <laughs> which they miss completely again you see them throw the punch three seconds you know yep. um they have it's almost like they have like hit dot wave uh drag dot wave <laughs> you know what i mean like bone, bone crunch dot wave bone crunch dot wave um like wind dot wave. Their their gun dot wave. They don't even use it uh, during one scene. No. We'll get to that. Yeah. Oh, it's. They did not pay their editor a not <laughs> enough money to do this to do this movie. So so she gets away. She goes to a nightclub. No, she goes to a vet. She goes. Doesn't she go to the vet? Oh, right. She yeah, leaves is, town, right? Months later. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. She's, she's doing a little Bruce Banner action there, leaving town. And 
Disguising herself. Right, yeah. She left town and she disguised herself and now she's working at a vet and she's stealing this medicine. And I and it's like and there's only it's only her, another nurse, and the vet working there. So when when stuff comes up missing, it's not gonna be you're not gonna have to be Columbo to put together who's stealing what. So yeah, but, yeah. but that's okay because they're, they're gonna check the cameras inside this vet and they're not gonna be able to see it because there's no lights on. <laughs> you're shooting indoors. And yes, I don't know if you're shooting outdoors in the woods, I could but you're shooting indoors. At least I mean you you should have lights, but I don't even think they're using the fluorescent lights that are in yeah. that are in the building. Yeah, yeah veterinary, veterinary clinics like like hospitals very well lit. They have to be so that people know what the fuck they're doing. She's trying to take out the trash, and I think she missed some. Like it's yeah, and they and they go through a lot of trash. Like she, that's her one job, and then the other nurse or whatever has to like help her out. Yeah, I I. I have notes here. I'm like, okay, right from the beginning and, and throughout the movie too. Um, sometimes the camera will move. And you can <laughs> hear the sound of the camera moving. Like, you know, like if you sit down a camera and to record yourself or something and then somebody moves it, you can hear the click, 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 sort of, you know, they're moving up. You hear it in the movie. They didn't even take it out. Blair Witch famously had that, right? Yes, they would have thank you. The, the, the camcorder sound of the mic yes. being jostled around or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh my god! Like the soundtrack, I can't tell if the mo- if, if the if if the song that plays throughout the movie, I can barely tell if the song is supposed to be playing as a soundtrack or if it's a song that the characters are hearing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you're. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, yeah, I'm. Yeah, sometimes they have the radio on, and y- yeah, it's it's not made clear, and there's a name for it, and I can't think of it off the top. I, of my I did head. it or something like that. So yeah, where the where the music is part of the scene, where they're listening to it on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can, yeah, and so I agree. I I couldn't tell whether they could hear it or if it was just sound. You know, the soundtrack for us. I just couldn't tell. I couldn't see. So anyway, go ahead. So uh, she's in the thing to go to. She's taking out the trash. Is this where she gets confronted? This is where her friend gets mugged, and she uh, she uses her sweet karate moves to save the save oh, her friend. Oh no! Yeah, no, these aren't karate moves. These are wrestling moves. The- I want. <laughs> this was this was the blue meanie and Lanny. Probably just the blue beanie, giving them tips on how to stage a fight. And it might be one of the worst fight scenes I've ever. It oh, was, yeah, it's awful. It's a terrible fight scene. It's there's it's one woman against four or five thugs, and it is shot incredibly slow, and it's just it's just terrible. It, well, <laughs> she she knows she seems to know what she's doing. Uh, she's. Like uh, looking at her IMDb, she's done other like quote unquote action movies before, so she's learned a few moves. All of which you see here, though. Basically, yeah. the, the the spin kicks are what I'm talking about. They actually look yeah. okay for for you know probably better than I could do. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Like she's practiced those enough. But yeah, and she takes out these thugs, and all while isn't uh, basically the uh, the the friend is just lying helpless in the parking lot. Like the friend is unconscious. 
or I think she's uh, she, no uh, unconscious or you know dazed, something oh, like yeah. that. She gets backhanded or something like that, right? She's down. She gets backhanded. She's down. She's down. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. She's down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and this is, this is the the punk, the punks, right? Yes, like the punks. The street tops. Yeah, the street tops, which is weird because it's like they're. It looks like they're on top of a parking garage. Yes, and it's dusk, so it's not that dark out. It's like and but it's so, blue. Yeah, so it's blue, but. I mean, what kind of punks hang out at the top of a parking garage? <laughs> it's just... at dusk. At dusk, and there's only there's only two cars in the parking lot, and it's those two. So, yeah. So, how did they get there? Did they walk up the parking garage? Yeah, they just were taking the elevator up and down. The scene afterwards, I guess, one of them sees the werewolf, and this is this is in a forest now, and it's completely at night. Um, and I love this leader. The guy goes up to the leader and he's like, oh my God, man, I saw a werewolf. I saw a werewolf or something stupid like that. And then and the, uh, the leader punk goes, hey man, chill out, and then slaps him. You need to take a chill pill and relax. You didn't see nothing. I'm like, oh my God, this is like, it's not even high school. It's like bad high school acting. You know what I mean? Like the untalented kid. Yeah. I. These had to be his fr- the director's friends uh, for the most part because, yeah, there's this no, there's no acting going. They're not acting. They're just reading lines. That's what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. Yes. And, they, and, yeah. These, and these guys, the, the weird, because we don't know who the hell is who, I can't tell the difference between like this gang of thugs and the werewolf gang of thugs. Yeah. It's they're all dressed in black. Yep. And it's dark in a park. Yeah. Yeah. Or in a parking lot or everywhere. Everyone except the main character is dressed like an emo, basically. Or a goth. Quick quick note, I had to look it up. Diegetic music. Diegetic. Diegetic, that's the proper term. I had to I had to correct myself there. Uh so sorry, we're at the park scene. So yeah. yeah, so what happens is the punks are at the park and they're you know uh, you know they're 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 mad that they got their ass kicked by this woman and then all of a sudden Blue Meanie, who is a werewolf, shows up and wipes them out and attacks can, them. Sorry, yeah. can 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 we go back just a, a little bit to the parking lot? Yeah. Again, again, way up on the parking lot. Two two things. One, um, the friend there, the coworker, asked, "Do you want to take in a movie tonight?" Who the hell talks like that? <laughs> I never once. It was like, oh, "Hey, Derek, you want to go see Avengers?" Not. Would you like to take in a film starring the Avengers, Derek? <laughs> I mean, like, you know, like, to to take in a movie it implies you're going to the cheap theater where all the art movies are going. I, I guess. Showing, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, That's yeah. It, you, like, you, you take in Little Miss Sunshine, you watch Avengers Endgame. You, fair enough. Okay. And then secondly, the look on our heroine's face when she sees that, that, her, that her friend's getting harassed. She's like, oh, fuck. Like, 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 just like, oh. 
I gotta go deal with this. Oh. Well, so yeah, she makes that face because the moon is coming up. So she has to stop her change. You know, yeah. she has to get home and inject herself. And she's thinking, well, okay, now I've got to save my friend. And that's going to cut her time. You know, now she has to, she doesn't have enough time. She might not have enough time to stop her from turning herself into a werewolf. Right. So it's like, well, I could let this girl get raped and then just go home and, and inject myself in time or stop, you know, kick these guys' ass and then go home, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's the sort of thing in this movie is that I guess they change every night. Is it? Um, well, because they kind of explain it later, um, but they don't, like, nothing gets explained. And that's the thing in this movie. It's, we don't know why, why it's so important that the packs stay together. Like, we don't know why her breaking off from the pack is important. Yeah. We don't know why the guy is such an asshole. He's, he's saying, he's, he's saying that um, he wants to keep, like, Werewolves breaking off from him is a threat to their race. So he's making this about race. So I he guess he doesn't. They... Yeah, from what I gather is he doesn't want the humans to discover werewolves. Um, and if she if she breaks, it's really convoluted. From what you know, if like if she breaks away, then people might discover that she's a werewolf. But everything they're doing to get her back is drawing attention to themselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Letting people know. Yeah, it's really convoluted. But, yeah, you guys are right. It's just not. Nothing in this movie is made clear. Nothing. Well, I, I thought it was also a matter of, like, okay, so we have one woman in our pack. We need another one at least. Then we can start, you know, making more werewolves. But at the this same time. It's like they, yeah, but then they they don't they don't try to make more. They don't well, they later on eat. recruit a bunch of a bunch of homeless people and turn them into werewolves. So yeah, when they're forced to, yeah, but they're not actively doing it on their own. But the first, but but early on, it seems like that's like no no we need more werewolves around so we can keep our population growing. Yeah, is what I thought they were talking about, but it turns yeah. out they don't need they don't need to breed necessarily they can just pass it on like vampirism they can just pass on this lycanthropy through bites and whatnot listen to mark throwing out lycanthropy Oof. yeah well I, I rarely get to use that term and yeah <laughs> doesn't really come up in day-to-day -day, so <laughs> and that's the one thing about this movie too as i notice is i it's almost like the writer and director who's the same person mm, as, one the, as one of the actors too, by yeah. the way. He's not in here yet. Um, but he... It's almost like he tried to put in every movie cliche he could possibly find. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, like walking away from someone and then stopping, looking over your shoulder, making a badass quip. Yeah. And then they do, later on, they do the, um, oh, I'm looking in the mirror, I open up the chest, and I close the mirror, and someone's standing behind me. Yeah. I'm just like, just you. You just wanted to make a movie and just put everything in, didn't you? Or, right. yeah, but yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like when, you know, when he's trying to be cool. Okay, every yeah, it's it's every action horror cliche there is, oh. is in this movie. Oh, almost like he made a list and checked them off as he went. The parking lot scene is a classic example. The oh, you know, yeah. the, the single single white female alone in a parking lot gets you know. 
harassed by by random street toughs, quote unquote. Yeah, and they attack one at a time. They attack the hero one at a one time. One at a time. Yep, yep. But here's the thing: none of the actors are talented enough to pull off the cliches. No. Hmm. Because one of the cliches they that he tries to pull off in this movie is two people talking to each other, but they're cutting each other off. You know, hit, 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 hit. But yeah. the actors are so bad, it doesn't work. What are you doing here? You need to get out of here. Stop, you know, and then she's, and they're supposed to like clip each other's lines at yeah. the end to make the banter go like really quippy banter back and forth. But they're so bad at it is... They they stop talking. There's a beat, and then there. That's when they interrupt them, but they don't interrupt them because they've already stopped talking. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah. Like the one thing I kept noticing, in it, like anytime someone does one of those cliches, it's almost like that they're nodding to the camera, like, "Hey, did you see that cliche I just did?" Yeah. <laughs> like there's, like there's one girl. She's I don't even I don't even think she has a name, or I think she's the one in the sex scene. She's the blonde, and she. Holds up her gun. She goes, "Let's go get him!" And she, you know, cocks the gun and click, click. And then, like, she kind of does like a, a slight smile to the camera. And I'm like, "No, <laughs> like, <laughs> ruin the take!" And but it stayed in. Like, uh, she, maybe she just kept doing it over and over. And then, like, this is, <laughs> well, we gotta move on. We gotta go to the next shot. Oh, we yes, can't. <laughs> maybe, we maybe go. that was the best take. <laughs> where she oh. smiled the least like <laughs> yeah maybe so okay so back to the park scene and well the park scene so the blue meanie just slaughters those guys yeah and and so and the next day on the television they're reporting it and everything is 90% of this movie are close ups very not just and but so they're <laughs> they're watching when you see somebody on the news reporting. What do you usually you see? Like you see a body shot, waist up. Pretty much, yeah. The 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 the, the guy, the news guy on the television. They're shooting him in an extreme close up, and they're yeah. watching him on television on an extreme close up. Of the TV. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they double down on the close up. And are, are we sure that was a reporter or that wasn't like the chief of police or something? Because he's calling like the victims. He's calling them oh, a bunch of potato heads got massacred in the park. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you should have editorial at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, yeah he's victim shaming. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's OK because they're a bunch of potato heads. But, you know. So that's why I thought it might have been a cop. So oh, have we gone? Have we gone by the first sex scene yet? Not yet. Yeah, we went by that. Oh uh, well, yeah, but okay. Just but, to bring, just to bring up that it they can't even get porn right. Like it, this was awkward <laughs> to watch. It was yeah. I, like don't it get me wrong, almost, she's a, she was a beautiful she's a beautiful woman and I enjoyed seeing her naked, but that's about it. I could have got I as much enjoyment out of a still photo. I was actually, are they having sex? Because it looked like she was riding him with his pants on. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, they're definitely having sex. He put her hand. He put his, He put his hand on her belly, which 
is a move we all do, of course. Oh, yes. sure. That's a classic. Yeah. Question and, mark. And then when we see the gross werewolf walking around, they ADR set. Ah, ah. So they ADR these, <laughs> these, yeah. these porn noises over Which, his farting. So we're getting <laughs> we're getting porn ADR and we're getting farting ADR and they're meeting. <laughs> Which brings me to my next point. Um, as you mentioned, Derek, they actually have a porn actress in this movie who's the only one who doesn't get naked. <laughs> yeah. The porn actress is not doing the sex scenes. No. Why? You have a trained professional there. <laughs> you know what I mean? At least, you know, if you're if anyone's gonna be doing that, you might as well have her do it. She probably knows how to how to do those right. Just saying. So after uh, after the park scene, he, uh, he's getting he's getting in shit from the leader of the pack, the blue menias. And this guy, by the way, he's doing Shakespeare in the park. Oh. Right? This guy. This this oh, guy. Holy Michael. shit. He's he's Playing to the back row, big oh time. Oh, my God. No one else is, so the tone is completely weird. Oh, he's going for the Oscar in this movie. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, oh, this, this is, this is on has, my B-roll. This is my clip reel. This is for your consideration. He has no idea what this movie is. No. He thinks this is his big break, and he's going to take every I'm not giving away my... Shot. You know, like is, <laughs> he is he's taking this movie a hundred percent serious. Oh, and man. I think everybody is. I don't think anybody has enough uh you know, you know self-realization what they're in. I think they think they're in a real movie. Yes. Uh, yeah, but this guy's playing like like he thinks this is gonna get him the next X-Men movie you know he's oh, gonna yeah. be acting next to picard at this one yeah yeah exactly right i'm i'm up for you know yeah colossus or something like, like that like his reason. plan like his three-step plan is step one curse of the wolf mm -hmm. step two step three profit that's yeah. his plan <laughs> you know what i mean maybe step four shaking tom cruise's hand in an oscar after party uh, yeah like Oh, this guy. Oh, this guy. But anyway, he's he's so he's given the blue meanie the what for in in you know, uh, as the bard would would have it said. Yeah. Uh, and they, it's, he's like he says that um, uh, what's her name Dakota, our main character. Yeah. Her her scent was somewhere near the park. Okay, let's go get her. Cut to Logan's now at the beach. Oh my god. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They cut um, to the, the slow walking with the hero music behind him through the park. <laughs> then all of a sudden, he's walking alone on the boulevard of the beach. Yeah, yeah. He's in Atlantic <laughs> City for some reason. What? <laughs> like, why? And the sun's and going down and everything. Like, this is, again, part of his... His clip reel for your consideration to the Oscar committee. Yeah, and like while he's sit while he's on the beach walking down, and he's about to perv on two teenage girls with a Great Dane. Um, his pack have just stayed in the park, and they're like, "Meh, let's picnic." Because <laughs> <laughs> they're just lying down on the grass talking to each other, and I'm like, I "Thought you were looking for this chick." All right. 
But I guess he's uh, Michael smells Dakota on the Great Dane because the Great Dane recently went to the vet, right? And this so this allows him to perv on the dog. What? So it was the scent. That's yes. what I got. That's uh, what did. I got. The dog went to the vet. So so Dakota's scent was on the dog, and he was able to smell Dakota's scent on the dog. Oh, okay. So I read that scene wrong. Um, <laughs> I thought they were going for another superpower that these guys had. I thought, because he's looking at the dog intently, I thought they were doing some sort of, like, canine, canine. Yeah, mine, like, I, like I can talk to you because I'm a dog also kind of deal. And the dog was going to be like, I'm going to corner of fourth and fifth. You know, like. <laughs> I thought that, too, originally at first. But then later on, he drops a line. He's like, oh, I can, I, I smelled her. And, oh, were you at the vet? And I'm like, oh, okay, you smelled her. Ah, uh, okay, I missed that. So. But, of uh, course, these, these these two kids don't run and yell stranger danger, but no. whatever. <laughs> okay, the, the delivery, the dog starts, there's a, an incredibly awkward insert shot of a dog barking. Yes. And the way and she delivers the line, I swear to God, she goes, you're scaring the dog, asswipe. (laughs) (laughs) And that might have been the most hilarious line delivery in the movie amongst a ton of bad line deliveries. You're scaring the dog, asswipe. (laughs) You'd be better off to count the good line deliveries in this movie. Yeah. If you got off one, got off more than one hand, I'd be shocked. Um, so is this where she goes to the? They, they go to the vet. They go. They go back to the vet, and she's like, "Oh, do you want to go out tonight or whatever?" And they decide yes. they're going to go clubbing. They're going to go clubbing. Her and her friend. Yeah. So apparently, they've worn their slut clothes to the vet. Yes. And this time, they out. don't go to the parking garage. They go into an alleyway. <laughs> I guess this the parking garage must be was... in the worst part of town because it's surrounded by dark parking garages. It's surrounded <laughs> by dark alleys. <laughs> it's surrounded parking by garages. dark, dark inside, dark outside. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, surrounded they, by they parking must, garages that get dark on Alaska. top. They must be in Alaska because yeah. it's, just, <laughs> it's nighttime nine months out of the year. And we're not kidding, folks. Like, if you've seen this movie, if you haven't seen this movie, you you, you cannot understand how dark this is. There yeah. is literally a scene that is filmed outside in what is clearly bright sunlight that they've put on a filter, and they're shooting it so that the darkest of shadow is on their face. I think it's I think it's the punks or the 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 pack waiting for Michael who's on the beach when they're yeah. in, when they're in the park they literally have a shot of of the girl um, the girl from the pack and her face is completely black due to shadow <laughs> it is insane I'm like even outside you can't get away from shadow like stop it. <laughs> like, does nobody have, I guess it's 2006 nobody has an iPhone so nobody has the flashlight app but come on don't you, does anyone have a flashlight yeah really you can get those uh, anywhere like hey, for cheap on. now the, the, what about the, the so the Dakota and her friend they walk around the corner and they meet the pack and the pack is like you're coming with me and Dakota's like she's not the fight so there's no 
There's no ADR. They're filming this outside, and there's a breeze because while they're talking, this is all you hear. (sighs) (laughs) They have the wind is blocking out all this. Now, I said I'm not a technician. I don't know, but you, I think they have something to block the wind, or that's when you ADR a scene. But they're just using that ambient noise. Yeah. With this windstorm going on. Well, there was no ADR because they forget to ADR when so so in this movie, Curse of the Wolf, he just pulls out a handgun and shoots the best friend. Mm-hmm. Does like, he? And there's no and there's no What's gunshot. That? Yes, what? that's what he does. He shoots her in the head. Shoots her in the head, but there's no gunshot sound. Totally missed that. Totally missed Oh yeah. I, I caught it because I was like, what the hell was that? Like there was no bang. It was just there's also a couple of scenes where you see a car driving and there's no so- there's no car sound effect. It's right. just there, uh, no gravel road, no engine running. It, see, yeah. and, and this is the same movie where several times throughout the movie, there's two people in the scene and one of them is closer to the camera than the other. And the <laughs> one that's closer, you can understand them very clearly. And the other one is further away, so you can't really understand what they're yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. Like they've it's got, literally that bad. <laughs> they've got one mic, so they can only mic one person. Yeah. Um, it, it, there are scenes, yes, where Dakota is talking to Charlie Brown's teachers. I'm not coming with you. I don't care what you say. <laughs> <laughs> <This is insane. laughs> uh, yeah, well, so the best any- friend gets it, and 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 of course Dakota is so upset. She's like, "No." That was it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then she takes off running into, and then she goes into that. She goes into a nightclub, and this is when shit gets real. Yeah. <laughs> we meet the rest of the cast of this movie. Yes, yeah. we meet the rest. So we are. The movie is an hour forty-five minutes. We're about forty-five minutes. We're half hour, forty-five minutes into the movie. Would you say about this point? I'd say so. We're about halfway through, yeah. We're about halfway through the movie. We are introduced to an entirely new cast at 45 minutes into this movie. Yeah. We had one cast for the first 45 minutes. Now, they're still in the movie, but now we're introduced to another cast. So they've doubled the cast members at this point in the movie. And they've only removed the punks and the best friend from work. Who who were negligible to begin with. Yes. Yeah, so she goes in. She's, I guess, trying to hide. So they, they figure out. And so Lanny Poffo, or Logan in this movie, he calls them up to the VIP area, I guess. Well, hold on. We, met, we forget the part where she meets her future boyfriend in the men's room. Oh. Well, h- hang on a second, though. Before that, um, if I understand correctly, when she was leaving work... She was wearing a white shirt, but when she gets to the club, it's like a blue crop top. Yeah. So, so on the run, she changed outfits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she hides in the men's room. So she and... hides in the men's room. And another another trope, so she's in the men's room, and a guy opens the, you know, the stall door, and there's a woman there, and it's supposed uh... to be like, whoa, you come here often? But it's so poorly done. It's like, hey, do you come here often? It, it's like, 
Um, Sadly, he was one of the more believable. Yeah, they get nothing right in this movie. <laughs> it's true. He was more believable. I did believe that they were going to take in a movie later on a date. <laughs> yeah. I just believed that he was one of those bro douchebags. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dan, I think it was, right? Yeah. Oh, and this is where, like, um, she hides in the bathroom, and then the pack comes in. They oh. open the door. <laughs> And, and she, blue, so she she runs into the bathroom as you do, into the men's room as you do, and as a woman who's in hiding, and because they'll never think to look for her there, and that's the first place they look, of course, and that's where she runs into Dan, uh, and uh, he tries to hide her, but she just cleverly sneaks underneath the stalls as they're kicking in the doors, and when she gets up. I thought it was hilarious because you can absolutely hear every little thing she's doing, like her running yes. shoes and everything, squeaking like she's in the NBA, and uh, and they, they have to pretend like they don't hear anything. And it's like, another, oh. yeah, it's another trope where nobody can hear anything and nobody has peripheral vision. And these are apparently wolf people, so they should have and better smell her. They, they can smell her. Smell her. <laughs> That's the whole deal. They can smell her. <laughs> they can track her scent from the park while at the beach. Okay, why can't they smell her in that bathroom they're in? They can it's... smell her on a dog. Yeah, that's true. Like who who took like the wickedest shit just before she got in there to, to mask her scent? <laughs> uh, that was me. <laughs> me. Sorry. Or was it Dan? Maybe, maybe that's how Dan <laughs> saved the day. <laughs> Dan, you're shitting save the day. Yeah, thank God she wasn't here, you know, two minutes ago. I'd be really <laughs> embarrassed. <laughs> so is this when she's called to the VIP lounge? Yes. So she's going through, and I just want to say this. We were t- earlier we were talking about the wind. And but every scene in this bar. There is some sort of giant piece of machinery going because while they're talking, all you hear is (laughs) (laughs) So the ice machine is running or whatever, but this guy comes up and puts a gun in her back and says, the boss has been watching you since you've come into this place. He wants to. How? How has he been watching? He's sitting at a table in the back corner. How has he been seeing anything? I have no idea. So he calls her over and he's like, so you're being hunted by these werewolves? She's like, "Uh, yeah, kind of. And then like everything after this becomes a blur to me because. Well, now they're going to go into roadhouse mode. Yeah. Like he says, like, well, if you uh, come back here tomorrow and I'll help you out. And she's like, no. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like all right delivery was better so then she leaves and then she has like the meat cute outside with the boyfriend oh no this is the bar fight oh right they do get into a fight at this point yeah it goes goes into roadhouse because because lanny poffo's number 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 one guy the the long-haired dude The director of this movie that and is the of this movie. That is Len Kabazinski. That that's is him? That's yes. director and writer of this oh movie. Oh my god, that makes that's so why much later, sense. That's why later on he gets the back the Batman backstory. Yes. yes. Um I, I was, was like I 
Yeah, we can talk about when we get there, but yes. But I was like, why is why are we getting the backstory on goon number two? Oh, it makes so much sense why he gets this. He gets his own fight scene here where he's taking on a bunch of the pack. Yeah. And also some random dudes in blue shirts. I assume that was security. Like the bar, but he's part of the security. So these bar patrons are now getting on the fight, uh, getting in on the fight. Some of them are fighting on behalf of the wolves, and some of them are fighting on behalf of like, hey, don't push security around, you know. And, and <laughs> everyone just wants into the melee. Especially there's this, um, uh, there's a lady in pink who throws down with Logan. Who? Yeah, she gets who, her ass kicked. But I mean, well, he's an equal equal opportunity uh, puncher, I guess. Yeah. So. It's like, hey, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm woke. I'll punch anybody. Yeah, I don't know if that's the definition of. <laughs> All right, that was funny. I'm woke. I'll punch anybody in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll punch, punch everybody. I don't care who you are. I'm woke. <laughs> yeah, it. it they, it's insane. It, it was so weird. Like, like, uh, and you lose it. You uh, like, you can't tell who's who, and who's fighting on whose side. No. No, no, yeah, but but it's it just completely, it, yeah, but it completely explains why the director of the movie wanted his own showcase of his prowess, such as it is. Yeah, and then it's not Megan Fox to the rescue with two guns. That's uh, yes, this is where the porn star comes in. She's the porn star Ivy in this. Yeah, movie. The, the porn star who doesn't do a sex scene. That's right. She just comes in, and she, of course. Uh, and of course, we talk about cliches. She's got the two guns, and they're hold- and she's holding them at angles. That's right, at forty-five degree angles. To me, I've know. seen I've seen a Tarantino movie. Yeah, I've seen I've seen the Matrix. That's what this is. That's right. <laughs> you know, dodge this. You know, <laughs> you can dodge a wrench. You can dodge a ball. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she, no, she totally does think she's Trinity in this. Yeah. She absolutely does. She got her leather pants on or whatever, and she's going to save the day. She's going to save the girl who can already fight, which I thought was hilarious. Basically, it's like, well, I've got guns, so that's the great equalizer. And despite the, the, the wolves not being killed, they still lose? And they, yeah, they just kind of run out of the bar? Yeah, in this movie, in this universe, you can shoot a werewolf with a regular bullet, and it'll stop him, but it won't kill him. Yeah, uh, it's it's more of an inconvenience. It's more of an inconvenience. Yes, you are absolutely right. Um, and then she goes, she refuses to take anyone to, she refuses to take a ride home. Then she, she goes outside. Then she yeah. goes outside, she sees Dan, and then he offers her a ride home, and she's like, okay. And they get to her place, and then he's like, breakfast in the morning? I was like, wait a second. Why are you leaving? Doesn't breakfast in the morning usually, I know, hey, I'm out of practice here. Yeah, I, I haven't been on a date in a while, but usually breakfast in the morning means that you're there the whole night. <laughs> well, he he invites himself in, and she says no. <laughs> and on. then and then he says, "Well, how about breakfast in the morning?" And she says, "Okay, pick you up at eight. And it's like four in the morning now. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, <laughs> we just fought a bunch of werewolves. It's four in the morning. Maybe we can do brunch. How about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're fighting a bunch of werewolves, and we're not going to talk about that. 
Yeah. At all. We're not going to yeah. bring that up. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Thanks for your help with the straight with the people that you don't know that you fought on my behalf because I'm cute. Yes. Okay. You don't realize how close to death you came. A couple of times. Yeah. But they never get to the date because he gets kidnapped. Yep. Is that right? Yes. Because. Because Michael's idea is that if we take away all of her friends and family, she won't want to be human anymore. She'll want to be a wolf and she'll rejoin the pack. And so they go after Dan. So they go after (laughs) Dan, a man she literally met 15 minutes ago. Yeah. And might I add, met running away from them. Yes. So they caused the meat cute. Now they got to take Dan away. So she goes back to the bar. She goes back to Logan. Who's there now at 10 o'clock in the morning, apparently. Yeah. Um, and she spills the beans that they're werewolves because she puts silver bullets down. She's like, oh, you're going to need these. No, she puts down shotgun shells, which apparently has like <laughs> silver bullets and, you know, like silver buckshot in them. But it's like, how fucking lazy. You can't even get a silver bullet. You just throw down shotgun shells. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you can't just fashion one out of, I don't know, yeah. aluminum foil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stainless and, steel, it would just look the same. Yeah. And this is another trope where everybody, she says that they're werewolves and, nobody, and everybody's supposed to be this cool, smart ass that nobody believes her. And it's just terribly terribly acted and then there's the other trope uh that's and i know it's never intentional but you see it a lot in uh in sci-fi as well when people find out there's aliens for the first time or in movies like this werewolves actually exist they don't react at all they're like okay so what zero reaction none yep yeah it, they react the same way as as you would react to we're getting burgers instead of pizza yeah, uh, even though they found out the su- they found out the supernatural is real. What the fuck, dude? It's <laughs> but my favorite line in that is I. She goes, I think they have a friend of mine. He was supposed to meet me for breakfast, and he didn't. And I just have a feeling he's in trouble. <laughs> this guy you met last night didn't show up for an eight a.m. breakfast appointment. Who would, you know, who would turn this away? Exactly, yeah. right? Like, that's cocky. She's like, well, I'll, obviously, I, I can't be ghosted. I'm ghost Yes, it's like, yeah. look at this. Look at this shit. Guy's, a guy's not going to show up at 8 in the morning. Okay, he's not turning this down for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, exactly. The Lord himself would, lie, would have breakfast with me at 8 in the morning if I asked him. I <laughs> made it... I did, I made it very clear, like maybe perhaps I would consider putting sex on the table. <laughs> no guy is going to give up that. No guy is turning that down. That was my favorite line out of all that. Yeah. Um, a, a guy who asked me for sex, I said no, told him to come back for breakfast, and he didn't. Uh, <laughs> where could he be? Where could he be? It's like he's obviously been kidnapped. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've gotten those texts. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, we were supposed to meet five minutes ago. Were you kidnapped? Dot dot dot. You know. <laughs> That's how I'm going to respond to every time somebody is like two minutes late. Have you been kidnapped by werewolves? 
Oh, you know what? You might as well take that on stage with you. If someone's like just a little bit late coming up to the to, for the next set, they can be like, "Well, okay, he was kidnapped by werewolves." Oh, there he is. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Every, anybody coming in late? Were you just kidnapped by werewolves? Did you just? Escape? <laughs> <laughs> Our next act was just kidnapped by werewolves. Um, okay, that's how I'm going to be brought up on stage. Our next uh, headliner was just <laughs> kidnapped by werewolves. Hey, don't laugh. Next time you're up in Canada performing, Derek runs, you know, as the MC some nights. So. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll bring you up. <laughs> you're going to enjoy your headliner. He was once kidnapped by werewolves. Get him to tell you the story. Um, so anyway, uh, so they set up a recon mission. It's like we want to find out if Dan has been kidnapped. So they send out. So uh, the the wrestler, uh, I don't know the the bar owner wrestler. Who is that? Lenny Poffo. Uh, Lenny Poffo. Yeah. He's like. So he sends a recon mission. He's like, I don't want you guys to do anything. Just go to the house. No gung ho shit. No gung ho shit. And the thing here's the thing: these werewolves are supposed to be. You know, uh, stealthy. Everybody knows where they live. It's just. Well, she knows. Here's no, but yeah. here's my thing. Here's here's the thing. She moved away from them, right? Right. Uh, That's yeah. what I got earlier on. Right. Six months later, she moved to a different town. They happen to find her, and they already have a house. Uh, yeah, in, I, in in 2006, the the house the the house market wasn't like what it is today. True, so. <laughs> true. Maybe maybe they're renting that cabin in the woods. That's. I see you. Uh, your credits kind of okay. Unemployed. Oh, you're werewolves. Okay. Yes. No, we'll sign <laughs> off on that. That's fine. We'll. Yes. Oh, sorry. No pets. No pets. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, so and this is where we get his backstory because she's like, no gung ho shit. And he's like, Oh, his parents were killed uh by by invaders or whatever, and he vowed that he would never that he would only die when he chose to. <laughs> and then we get a cut scene to the pair his parents dying. Yeah, the weirdest why so with the worst because show, we were just introduced show. to this character two minutes ago. We have to get a backstory. Yeah, yeah, Derek. Like, didn't you? Didn't you see his awesome fight scene in the bar? Don't you need to know more about him? Not no. necessarily our main character, but this he guy. He's wearing leather pants for Christ's sake. We need to know more about this guy. <laughs> Writer, director, only backstory ever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we like, don't he know. Gets- how Dakota, our main character, uh, became a werewolf. Thank you. Got inducted into this pack when she found out about like where like, being a werewolf is even a thing. How old was she? Are her parents still alive? Did they turn into werewolves? What the hell? He gets more character backstory than the fucking main character. Absolutely. Hey, she's only fourth build. Okay, so the t- <laughs> she, he, he gets more backstory than the top build guy. Yes. Who goes from bar owner to werewolf hunter for some reason. That's crazy. Okay. So, so, so I like the, the quote unquote getting ready scene. Uh, we have, um, well, okay, let's put it this way. Well, this, if this woman were to get out of the bathroom, bathtub naked in front of me, I would repeat the line, I'm just making oh. sure you are ready as many times as I could if it meant 
continuing to stare at this naked woman for as long as I could. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. I would do this, what he does. It's annoying in the movie, I, but uh, I, I have, would do this. I have two notes on that. I'm like, oh, no, this is before, is this before the sex scene? Yep. This is okay. before the recon. Uh, yeah. So they're getting ready. Uh, and uh, so this is after the bar scene and before the recon. This is where this scene takes place. That's right. So he he goes into the bathroom. She stands up and she thinks, okay, well, he's trying to fuck her. So she shuts him down while being completely naked. And then it's almost insinuated she's going into the room with the blonde. But then the blonde comes out and... Then they have sex, her her and the guy. After we get his flashback and all that stuff. Right. And it's another awful sex scene. Like, it's just not done well. This, this sex scene blew my mind. Not for the sex scene, but for the music that they played <laughs> during it. It's called, it, it's called the Cat Lady. It's called Tita the Cat oh, Lady. Oh, yeah, that's right. It has, I've, I've listened to the song on its own. It has nothing to do with sex. It's not a sexy song. It's one of those self pen, self performed things where it's designed like a kind of folksy girl, soft spoken, play a ukulele song (laughs) that, that it's supposed to be sung slightly off key. It you know sound, what I mean? Like, like this, it sounds like this. This person went to a Garfunkel and Oates. You know those two? Yeah. yeah. Kate Machucci and uh, uh, and um, oh, Rick, Ricky Lindholm. Ricky Lindholm. Yes. Yeah. It's like she went to that and was like, "I can do that," and then she went home and wrote "Cat Lady." Yeah. On her own. And it's it's all about a cat lady, which I which I'm like, what? Why are you singing about a cat lady in a werewolf movie? Yeah, this is this is your long hair having leather leather pant wearing badasses, and they're fucking the cat lady. Yeah, like this isn't Catwoman. This is Underworld. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what are you even talking about? Like, I you've I, I I'm using that song as the as the intro and outro of this show, so you will have Please heard do. it. Please do, but you can, but you can. It's called Tita the Cat Lady, and it's. It's insane. Tita. And they play the song. They play the song at full length. The song's only about two and a half minutes, which is the same amount of time as this song, as this scene, roughly. Yeah. They cut out maybe the last 10, 20 seconds, but that's just Tita, the cat lady, Tita, the cat lady, (laughs) or whatever. I was, I was enamored by this scene. I couldn't, I, was memorized <laughs> mesmerized sorry what's the word i'm looking for no no i was memorized i was memorizing this scene because <laughs> yeah and all those tattoos down her back i thought that was kind of and she's not the porn star no, no the porn star got naked yes but the porn star doesn't do the sex scene i don't <laughs> like we didn't even have the porn star direct the sex scene obviously because she should have guest directed that i'm sure she's done a few so I'm she would know better sure. But anyway, no, no, no. What you have to do is act like you're actually fucking. I don't know what you're doing right now, but it's not that. So please do that and action. <laughs> I know. So I call right them, after uh, the sex, they get the call that it, it's on. It's yeah. game time. 
It's 2006, but we're using the landline. Oh, Still. by the way, 2006, how much angry white boy music are we using in this movie? Yeah, <laughs> all of all of it. <laughs> from the from the early 2000s, you remember the angry white boy set from yeah. New Metal. Whew, wow. There's a snapshot in time. By the way, some of the songs the um, producer wrote and performed, and the director was the guitarist. Of course he was. <laughs> of course he was. If you look over the cast and crew of this movie, the names tend to repeat. <laughs> yeah, they overlap this a little is one bit. One of those, yeah. Yeah. I call so now this I call them the long haired strike team. That's what we have because it's like three ladies and stick. Dick? Yeah. Yeah. Um sure this, is, this is where I lost it. I this is where I lost my brain. <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? I'll let it play, but I'm not gonna pay attention. <laughs> I did write a couple of things, but go ahead. I, I go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I don't have a whole lot for it because no, I don't know. Like, like I, I don't have a whole lot either because the rest of the movie is shot in the dark and you can't see what's going on. Well, I have well, my notes. I have no idea what's going on. Like so, I know they they get into the fight and then they the fight ends and then there's another fight later on mm-hmm. because they go back and he's like, no, we got you got to go to the hospital. No, I got it. Or she, she wants to go in and they're like, just recon only, just recon only, just recon only. And they take Dakota and I'm like, that's a bad idea. Cause Dan's in there. She's going to go on. She's going to want to go in and save Dan. Sure as shit. She sees Dan through the window and she's like, give me 60 seconds. He's like, okay, take 60 seconds. Uh, actually, sorry, Derek. I've got to, uh, I've got to cut in here. Cause no, they don't do that. They take about 90 seconds to decide that she has 60 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so she could have been in and gone. By the time they decided she could go in, uh, yeah, and the kids like, okay, sixty, you got, you got sixty seconds. I'm going to take ninety seconds to tell you, sixty seconds, you got sixty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I know, I want to go now, but you keep talking to me, so shut up. <laughs> but then she takes longer than sixty seconds, <laughs> and then somehow, and she gets in, but somehow is lost getting out. Like, oh no, there's only two ways out. Well, you came through one of them. <laughs> Leave. She she goes to get him, and he won't go. No, you go. They need me. They won't kill me. It's like just just fucking go with her. Get out of there. It's uh, you are a bad damsel in distress, sir. Yes, just go with her. Haven't you seen a Disney movie? Come on, (laughs) Dan. (laughs) So she gets out, and one of them is attacked. By a werewolf around the neck, is that right? Porn oh, the, porn, star. the porn star. The porn star gets her. The porn star gets her throat slashed. Yeah, right. And then Stick starts carrying the body, and they're like, "Leave the body!" And he's like, "No, she's coming with us." And so you can tell he, it's a mannequin they got, by the way, or yeah. one of those like CPR dummies, just because the way it it bounces on his shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> but they but they get back to the car, and then he dumps the body. Yes, they don't take the body with them. He drags it all the way back to the car. Yeah. Like, if you're going to drag it back to the car, you might as well put it in the car. Put it in well, the trunk. Why else, it, why, why else are you dragging the body? Like, yeah. I mean, you carried it this far. Yeah, why, 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 why stop now? But 
Star, but Stick is hurt, and so he's like, uh, the blonde is like, you need to go to the hospital, and he's like, no, we need to go to Logan because he knows a, uh, he knows a doctor that won't say anything. Oh yeah, we got a mob doctor who was oh probably played God. by somebody's dad. I'm sure probably it's like Stick's dad or something. Uh, yeah. And so then the next scene, they're stitching him up, and I'm like, oh gross, that totally looks like they're stitching <laughs> real skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! This this should be on ER. This is so realistic. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Look at those special effects. It is so real. I am totally not taken right out of the movie right now. <laughs> and then, like later on, like he's. I thought because I thought the sex scene was after this because that's where the sex scene does happen here. Yeah. Yeah. So the sex scene doesn't happen before the recon. The, the the lesbians have sex before the recon. Oh, right. I'm sorry. You're right. They have grief sex. Yes. And now they, have, they grief have grief sex, sex because for, they were the both in star. love with the same. They were both in love with the porn star. She's dead. So to preserve her memory, they have sex. That's right. right. That's right. And I have another note here. Oh, those bloody bandages look totally real. They totally don't look like bandages colored in with red marker. <laughs> well, it looks the, so they, fake. They show a scene where he's just been clawed, so he's got these claw marks all over him. And then the next scene, his body is pristine except for all those fake bandages on him. So the, right. the the parts of his body not covered by bandages, there's no there's no like secondary scratch marks or anything no. like. Even though he had like the fight of his life. Even though he had the fight of his life, which we don't see. No, it was so bad. Uh, um, Scott, do you remember an old show, uh, um, Greatest American Hero? I love Greatest American Hero. Did you ever see an episode? It's still, I don't know why it's stuck in my mind to this day, but it, it was actually really scary. Where He, he goes, goes to the haunted house, and when he goes through that uh, portal, his suit doesn't work. Yeah, but he's in the dark. Like it's, you know, you see these little flashes of light, and then he comes out. And he's all. Whenever the thing strikes him, that's where you get a flash, and he's he's in danger because his suit doesn't work in that realm. I know exactly the episode. Yes, yes, that was still. You could see more in that shot, even though it was purposely done to be in the dark, where you see just little (laughs) flashes. That was still more coherent than Stick's assault when he gets gets beat up or whatever. Well, well I'm glad you remember that. Actually, I was like, "Oh, this is going to work." If no one remembers this scene or this this show, <laughs> look. When you throw out a reference, I back you up. Unlike you, <laughs> who leave me hanging when I, when I throw out a Beatles Maxwell Silver Hammer reference. <laughs> I still don't get it. Um, <laughs> so they so they get the phone call after the sex, which is convenient. They finish the sex, and that's when Logan calls. Okay, it's time to go now. You're done with your sex. Um, You're done with your sex. <laughs> and he does, go that, back. he does that cliche. She's she's like, it's time to go. And he does that cliche where he shoves the clip in a gun. Oh you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. The black, so, um, so it's the whole thing where they send her in first because she's supposed to come alone. And Michael says, and this is. I this is the only one I wrote down, but I know there's tons more in this one. They just they screw up a line that is so easy. He says, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" I think we got off to the wrong foot. Oh yes, I'm like it's not it's not got off 
to the wrong foot. It's you got off on the wrong foot. I caught that too. I was like, what? Like you just sound stupid when you say that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. uh, Like way to go, Biff. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you make a tree and get out of here? It's making like a tree and leaves. You sound stupid when you say it. (laughs) This, yeah, it's, and this intrepid band of like the writer didn't catch it. No. The writer, Actually, and the writer is the one who say who says it wrong. No, 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 stick. no, 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 no. Stick, stick doesn't say it. Michael says it. Where but he's Michael? Michael is the script coordinator and in charge of continuity. <laughs> well, so, which, no, which character is Michael? Is he the? Uh, is he the scrawny one? He, no, he he's the leader of the pack. No, that that that's. Uh, is it Michael? No, that's Logan. No, that's Lo- Logan is Lanny no, Poffo. Logan is Lanny Poffo. I don't give a shit. You know? yeah. <laughs> but I was like, you just sound stupid. Just stop it. Um, so then comes just another big fight in the dark where one by one all the werewolves are killed. Is this the one in the farmhouse? Yes. Yes. So again, the director when, gets when... yet another... Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but one by one, the werewolves and the good guys—they're all—they're getting killed one by one. So they're whittling them down. Each side is getting whittled down. That's right. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Oh, are the, the good guys dying too? Did the blonde yes, the dies? good guys are dying too because the blonde gets shot in the head. Um, because of course she does. <sighs> and then stick. Blows himself up because he's such a badass. Yeah. But Mark, why is Stick such a badass? What does he do in that barn? Uh, um, doesn't he pull a grenade? He does. Uh, but no, no, he has all the plastique that he's planted around the place, and he he hits the trigger. Yeah, because he's oh, in a okay. with a bunch of werewolves, and he starts kicking ass. That's right. That's right. He gets his own fight scene again, and he's, he beats up three of them. And he tries to play that cool. He's just like, hey, guys, I don't need to be here. And then they, well, maybe we can talk about this. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, he's God, trying to quit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah I, I'd i almost had it at that point. I was like, <laughs> all right, well, there's only a few minutes left. <laughs> Someone help me out here. Um, someone delivered the following line, and I can't remember who it was now. I didn't write it down in my notes. And I, I watched this last Thursday after it was like the day after. Oh, no, it was the day I got my shot. Actually, I got my shot and went home and watched this. So, but Stupid. someone delivers someone delivers the line. Love can be a hairy situation. Was it was it Dakota? Was it her? No, no, that's during the pack. Um Oh, well, that's Buddy throwing it to the to the back row, isn't it? Yeah, he's. I think it's Michael, and then everybody laughs, and then everybody stops, but Blue Meanie is still laughing. Right. Is this and, when they're threatening yeah. Dan at some point? Yeah, they're threatening Dan. They're threatening at that Dan. Point. Is it love is a heresy? Oh, they're kind of letting Dan know what the deal is because now Dan is figuring out that they're all werewolves. Yeah. And that's their way of letting him know that hey, your girlfriend's a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and love can be a hairy situation. Like, yeah, like yeah. he's Jim Carrey in the mask. Oh my god, yeah, and and of course Dan doesn't react. He's just like, okay, no. 
Because <laughs> he's not an actor. Yeah. Yeah. None of them are actors. All right, let's wrap this. Let's wrap this shit up. Let's wrap. <laughs> well, L- Lanny Poffo comes back. Yes. So what happens is Stick blows himself up. So the only four people left are Dan and the club owner and Michael and Dakota. That's right. Right. And what uh, Dakota has injected Michael with the stuff that she injects with herself. So so Michael turns back from a werewolf back into his human form. Right. So he's not. Yeah. And Dakota and Michael start fighting and then the moon comes out and Dakota turns into a werewolf and decapitates Michael. Did you what what did you guys think of the decapitation scene? I don't think I saw it, to be honest. Uh, I barely caught it. But yeah, just one swipe of the hand. And there's a bunch of animated blood that just flies up on the screen. Yeah. Okay, that I remember. Yeah, suddenly all of a sudden there's a CGI budget. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, uh, Logan, the club owner shoots her. Yes. He shoots what we think is a silver bullet, but it's not. That's right. So again, again, it's just the inconvenience of being shot by lead. Yes. And then he Uh, announces his retirement. Yeah. Yes. Because then, you kill kill a werewolf, that's that's your bucket list right there. Yeah, I get. It. Well, what else is there to do professionally, really? Yeah. yeah. And he puts he puts something in her hand. We don't see what it is at first, and then the next morning she wakes up, bright as a daisy. Oh, <sighs> yeah. Yep. And uh, and yeah. Dan is standing there, and she's like, "You waited for me." He's like, "Yeah." And she pulls this key out of her hand and he goes, she goes, what's this? And Dan goes, I think I know what this is all about. <laughs> and so the next scene is there's a guy running around the bar and he gets a gun in his back. And this guy says, the boss wants to see you. And we go into the back room and Dakota is now the boss of the bar. Yeah. Fulfilling her destiny that we've obviously been following the entire movie. What are you even talking about? I have no idea what we're doing. I had no idea what was going on. That's right. And also capitalizing on the deep relationship she had with Logan, who was obviously mentoring her to become the next great bar owner. I mean, that was clear as day. I don't know why you didn't see that. (laughs) Why does her getting the bar have anything to do with this movie? It has nothing to do with nothing. Nothing to do with nothing. The closest you can extrapolate is it's it's her starting over. Like she gets a fresh start now with she's got her man, she's got her bar, she doesn't have to clean up dog shit of at the vet anymore. Get, but of course she gets a fresh start. All of her pack is dead. Yeah. Which, which by the way, okay, I'm sorry. You're driving by first thing in the morning, you see a woman passed out on the grass and a guy in a bloody t-shirt standing over her watching her creepily. <laughs> Well, they you don't call the, the cops, field, though. Okay, <laughs> but you don't call the cops. No, I don't think they were near a road, though. I, th- I she, thought I saw a road shot. in the background. That's, when she, she, that's a, a trope with these movies: is they're supposed to be in the middle of nowhere, but they don't have a budget to shut off the road, so you hear yeah. and cars go by. So, or they, yeah, yeah, or they can't go deep enough into the woods where you can't hear cars. Yeah. Right. 
That's right. Hey, uh, what do you think that vet, uh, the guy who owns the veterinary clinic, uh, is is up to? He probably <laughs> he's got two empo- two employees missing. He must well, have he only had that two employees. He only what? had two employees. He came one to work is- that day, and one had a bullet in her forehead in his parking lot, and the and- other one's missing. Well, yes. well, uh, the the bullet in the head is is in the scary ass alleyway next to the clinic, I guess. Well, that's, uh, well, that's probably where he parks. I don't know if that's part of his commute or if he's up at at uh, you know goon goon parking. We're in the goon lot where right. the goons hang out. But I would imagine the uh, the murdered woman would have you know been picked up by CSI or something. Well, okay, not only is there a murdered woman, but there's also another woman missing. That's what I'm saying. So, did she did she do it or did she a, a victim? Are yeah, they looking for her still? Like is that the cops? The cops are now looking for Dakota in in okay. in relation to the murder of her coworker. Because yeah. here's the deal: that veterinarian is obviously within walking distance of the bar. Yes, so it's not. So she's not that far away. It's not like she left town. She's like across the street in a bar. <laughs> he could find her by yeah. accident. And yes. be like, so you didn't come to work for the last four weeks? What's going on? <laughs> oh, and did you murder this other girl? Like, <laughs> there's some cops with some questions that are going unanswered. <laughs> oh, this movie. Anything else? No, that's the end of the movie. Um, I mean, we're supposed to be surprised that she's the new bar owner, but it, we're not. We're not. We don't know why she is, but we're surprised. We're not surprised she isn't. Exactly. Sorry, we're not surprised that she, that she is. is. Sorry. I just don't care that she is because it's never made clear beforehand that she wanted that position. Yeah. She just met these people and somehow recruited them to be werewolf hunters and die for her. Yeah. And now she's going to run the bar they worked in. Like, because let's face it, there's no reason for those people to have helped her. No reason whatsoever. Yeah. Nope. They had no connection to her at all. They all sacrificed themselves for no reason. There's some loosey-goosey thing that Logan says about, like, well, they're going to keep coming back, and so we might as well go hit them on their, you know, attack first. It's like, wait, what? It's just another cliche. Yeah. It's like, we'll attack them on their ground instead of ours. I was expecting the fight to, uh, to open with... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> When you're a wolf, you're in a wolf pack for life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I only found a couple of things on this movie. Uh, the last scene shot for the film was the stick and star sex scene. Uh, <laughs> after filming had been completed, the editor and the director decided there was not enough. There was not a smooth enough transition between the two Dakota scenes. So to ease that jump, this scene was added. <laughs> I say bullshit. <laughs> it's like, hey, um, we still have that bedroom rented for another 24 hours. And, uh, well, you know, I'm the director. We still got the blondes on speed dial. Yep, so, yep. uh, you just call her over maybe. And, uh, <laughs> no, no, it's for the movie. It's for the movie. It's, it's for, for the movie. movie. We yeah. can't afford the porn star's rates actually for this scene. So she's not yeah. in this. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get the blonde I, back. I just want to let you guys know that I'm friends with Len, Len Kabazinski on on uh, Facebook, and I have actually talked to him a couple of times. No. Really? Yes. <laughs> Why didn't you lead with that? I'm yeah. 
look, because I'm doing storytelling. I'm just I'm not giving the audience any information. Well, and I'm just gonna dump it on them at the end. Well, when you when you share this on Facebook, don't include him. Oh no, no, I will not do that. Or did you want like an honest reaction from us? I've read his post and the couple interactions I've had, but he seems like an incredibly nice guy. I'm sure Uh, he is. Sure. He just makes a lousy movie. Yeah. Um, And maybe uh, the one, the one piece of uh, trivia I love on this and I, you know, it's, it's, it's IMDb. So everyone makes their own. Um, It says it's the film debut of Katie Russell. Oh, well, then let's go to another thing that I think was written by someone close to Katie Russell. Slim and sexy brunette knockout Katie Russell was born on June 17th, 1978. <laughs> Happy belated birthday, by the way, in Sharon, Pennsylvania. <laughs> it, Katie first became interested in acting after playing a rat in an elementary school stage production of The Pied Piper of Hamelin. <laughs> Russell graduated from Sharon High School in 1996 and trained at the uh, Barbizon School of Modeling in Akron, Ohio. <laughs> she has a very detailed IMDb for someone who hasn't worked a lot. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's all I'm saying. Oh, when I, but when I read the trivia, I was like, oh, Katie Russell. Let me see who Katie Russell. Oh, nobody. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, she was on Celebrity Paranormal Lockdown. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. That's where I saw her. Okay. Oh, she played dancer number four in Children's Hospital. Gotcha. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Well, as always on this show, we try to find the real story behind the story. Mark? Uh, or is it fight scenes that make the pretend ones I had as a kid look good? <laughs> yeah. Uh, or is it the worst movie you don't actually see? <laughs> yes. Scott? I've learned that you don't need lights, sound equipment, Direction, dialogue, or acting to make a movie. <laughs> you can make a movie and not have any of that present. Apparently. Yep. And this one, apparently, this uh, I, this is another thing I found on the trivia. Um, film played in front of a standing room only crowd at the Roadhouse Theater in Erie, Pennsylvania for the 2006 Great Lakes Film Festival. It took home the best horror film award at the festival. <laughs> I want to know what the other movies were. Yes. Oh my god, yes. Well, I'm, I'm guessing The Incredible Bulk. Um <laughs> The Amazing, The Amazing Bulk. Get the Amazing me. Bulk. <laughs> Um, I only have the one, or is it, I have, or is it the final product when you reply to a movie newspaper ad with the phrase, no experience necessary in it? (laughs) (laughs) Because nobody on this movie had any experience. This literally felt to me like somebody took a film theory course and then took a, uh, Adobe premiere course. Mm-hmm. And then decided that's all I need in order to make a movie. <laughs> and then yeah. did it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like me, this, and Spielberg, same. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Saving no offense, no offense to your friend, Scott. <laughs> Saving Private Ryan, Curse of the Wolf, basically the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, re- it really digs into the, you know, Joseph Campbell hero's journey of it all, uh, like Star <laughs> Wars does. Uh, so, you know, it's the same thing. 
All right, Scott, thanks for coming out on this one. Where, uh, what do you got coming up? What can we uh, plug for you? Uh, what do I have coming up? Uh, let's see. I am going to actually, um, our comedy sports theater here in Houston has started back up. Okay. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to be doing, uh, in August and July, I'm going to be doing a month of improv. Uh, oh, so we're getting, yeah, so we're getting back in the, in the swing of things. So I'm going to be doing a month of improv in July. So you can check that out. You can find that on my website, scottyblanco.com. I got to say, I took a, a, I joined an improv group in Kingston for a little spell, and it's actually quite hard. I try, I, I, I tried it for a while. It is, it but is not fun, easy. Though. It is fun. It's not easy, and it's also hated by a majority of standups. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you also have your Dan Aykroyd podcast as well. Yes, I have my Dan Aykroyd and my Burt Reynolds and Charles Bronson podcast. All those links, my Twitter, Instagram link, they're all on my website, scottyblanco.com. One-stop shopping, go there, and it has all the information on me. There you go. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you uh, next time. Uh, well, uh, we'll so, see everybody oh, next time. Actually, uh, sorry, Scott, can we get a spoiler alert as to what uh, not-so-famous director you're going to make friends with and then have us criticize their movie next? Uh, <laughs> any, and want to tease us with anybody? Na any names? I or? I'm not going to give it up right now, but I may have <laughs> in the works. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can just see it too. Send them a message. Yeah, these bastard Canadians brought me on their web on their thing, and <laughs> they said I brought them the movie, but that's a lie. Yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. I didn't do is, it. By the way, Len, if you're listening, this was all Mark's idea. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's gonna about do it for Curse of the Wolf. I'm Derek. I mean Mark. And I'm Scott. Join us next time. We'll take a look at the story of a kid who suddenly gains the superhuman baking uh, abilities uh, and must balance his school life with his kitchen life. Thomas Ian Nichols and Gary Busey star in Cookie of the Year.